giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Yes, indeed. The Cowboys move to 5 and 2. After another dominating victory at the crib. That's now four games. Four games where this team has got a chance to rest the starters in the fourth quarter. Just kind of crazy when you really think about it, right? Kind of crazy. But we'll give our day after reactions. I'll talk to you guys about it. Briefly, you guys will talk to me about it. Unfortunately, it can't be a really long show today. Uh, got some things to do uh, at the top of uh, about, about roughly 9.45-ish. We'll, we'll, we'll try to stay on to. How about that? About, about, no, no, no. Actually, about 9.30. 9.30-ish. We'll stay on till then. But that's why I want to get through everything as fast as I can. Talk to you guys for a little bit. We'll pick it back up tomorrow. So I just want to be straightforward with you. But that's cool. Because after a victory, you know what this means. We go to a cookout. So I've got... My players who are at the grown folk table, you guys can tell me about your players at the grown folk table. And I got a couple players that I'm going to take on a walk with me again. Yeah. Some of these players have been here before, some of them making their debut in regards to uh, the cookout. So y'all stick around for that after the roundup, after our Cowboy of the Week. And we have an injury update as well. But where are my manners? What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! We got another one. That's two games in a row. We got the Archer showing out. So, you know, continue to stack, right? I'm going to use these Jason Garrettisms and continue to stack good days. I, I mentioned this on the pregame show with Jesse Hiley. You know, you only get 17 of these things, so all of them are important games. But I thought it was really important for the Cowboys to stack, right? To to win this game and build some momentum because they hadn't had consecutive good games since the opening week of the season, weeks one and two. And then it's been win-loss, win-loss. You've just been alternating uh, for the most part. So, you know, now the Cowboys are stacking some of these games on top. They're, the offenses, pass game-wise, is opening up, and, and we'll discuss that a little bit too. There are some good things to look forward to moving forward. Wednesday, we'll start talking about that following game. But today and tomorrow, we'll look back at how the Cowboys were able to move to 5-2. and two. Why? They were able to move to 5-2 and two and where the Cowboys can improve that and continue to build upon. And as something just falls here. But let's hit this roundup because I don't got all day. All right, Cowboys Nation, let's do it. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. 
me talk to you real quick. Didn't seem like there were a lot of injuries in this game. Uh, well, I, we'll get more on that today. We we had an injury pop up on us before in, in the middle of the week that they said, oh, well, everything's good to go after the game. The next thing you know, that person's on the injury report. The biggest one to come out this game, though, was Chume Doga, who left, I believe, in the third quarter. Uh, this is from Michael Gelkin. Cowboys offensive lineman Chumay Dogo started at left tackle on Sunday's win, suffered a right ankle injury. There is belief he has a low sprain, not a high sprain, but an MRI on Monday is needed to confirm. Uh, he walked out of AT&T Stadium under his own power, not wearing a protective boot. So looks like it won't be a, a long-term injury for Chuma, which is good uh, because he's been a serviceable backup for the Cowboys. Um, not a, again, not a guy I think you want out there for 10, 15 games, but if you have to have him out there for that long, at least he's shown in some stints he can hold up. Now, I get it. It started off rough. I ain't going to hold you. I, me and Jesse were texting me and, me and the guys were texting me like, man, this offensive line getting whooped up and down. Everybody, Chuma, Zach, Terrence, Tyler. I mean, everybody uh, is just getting whooped. Three sacks in the first four in the first four attempts. On that drive, Cowboys Nation, it was it was scary season. And then they just settled in. They they just settled in from a pass game standpoint, pass protection standpoint, and it helped this passing offense get going. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous at the start because it was looking really weird uh, from a protection standpoint. And if Chuma is out for a little bit, we know what's going on with Tyron Smith. Maybe that's a discussion we'll have later in the week or what have you, but they are in a weird spot. Y'all know my spiel. I, I'm, I'm ready to move Tyler back out there full-time, and and you put Chum or whomever at guard, Tyler Bass, whoever it needs to be at guard, and you just say, Tyron, you just get healthy, brother. You get healthy, and if we need you, we, we'll, we'll put you back in there at some point. But this snip-snap, in-and-out thing is just, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. I was over it before the season. I wanted to move on then because I knew this was going to happen. Uh, but here we are, right? So how, how do you address it moving forward? I think you just deal with it by putting Tyler at left and let's rock. Let's rock. But kudos to the offensive line for getting it together. Somehow, some way, it ended up being the lowest pressure rate for the season. I don't even know how that was possible after the first drive, but... It was. It happened. The Cowboys' offensive line got it together, and that's a good sign moving forward. Obviously, your quarterback helps with that, uh, escaping and using his legs, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, Chuma's the only one coming out of that game where an injury happened and you're a bit concerned because of the situation with the line. The Cowboys, we got a home field advantage now? I have a theory on this. So the Cowboys have won 11 straight games at AT&T Stadium by an average margin of victory of 17 freaking points. I mean, it's clearly they have a home field advantage. However, and y'all don't kill me for those who got season tickets or who, who are always there. I don't think got nothing to do with the fans. Like sometimes... The fans are rocking. I think yesterday I looked over to Michelle and said, man, AT&T's rocking. The towels are going. You know, it was it was rocking at the start of the game and whatnot. But then there's times where it feels mad bougie. 
It's times where it feels white collar and, you know, it's just like, sit down, you know. I can't see and it's quiet when it's not supposed to be. It's loud when it's not supposed to be. It's just really weird, right? So I ain't quite ready to say it's because of the, the energy that that is given throughout the game. Now, I could be dead wrong on that. But I actually think the advantage comes in how the Cowboys offense operates at home. It is obvious. They do a lot more pre-snap things and checks at the line of scrimmage at home than they do on the road. Obvious, right? Makes sense. On the road, you can't hear. It is what it is. But I, I would like to see that kind of balance towards the middle as we move forward here because we are, I mean, it looks like night and day at home in, in the things that we do from an offensive standpoint, uh, whether it be at the line, whether it be with pre-snap stuff. I don't want to, I don't want to get on the road and we just stop doing those things. And we just stop because then that makes it easier. I think for teams to take advantage of you uh, where the last two weeks, one on the road, which Let's be real. It's kind of a home game in L.A. And then one at home. The Cowboys have done more, a little bit more of some of those pre-snap things. Definitely at home. A little bit more of bunch formations. A little bit more of those things that we've been asking for. And I think that's where the advantage comes. When you're at the crib, everybody's just comfortable. Your offensive coordinator feels more confident to, to do some things at the crib. Dak plays unbelievable. This is three straight games where he's completed 80% or more of his passes at home, and that's the longest streak in NFL history, minimum 30 attempts per game. So, yes, there was 100% a home field field advantage. I'm not quite ready to say it's because of the fans, though. Sorry. Sorry for those who get the season passes and who are at all the home games. I'm pretty sure it's not you I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure it's all the other corporate fans that I'm talking about here. But shouts out to those who do go to the games and who are loud and proud at the stadium. When I used to do the uh, pregame show or the game day lives at Texas Live, we'd see a lot of fans that watch the show and they'd be like, hey, I'm going to the game. I said, just do me one favor. I just need you to do one thing. Be loud and be proud. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. I want our stadium to be one of those stadiums where teams come and they're just like, I, I can't hear anything. You know, uh, it, the, the, the atmosphere is too crazy. Not they come and they're like, oh, man, this is nice. Look at the art. You know, look at the entrance. You know, I don't want it to be that. You know, we ain't quite there yet, in my opinion. But offensively, I do think there's something to it. And then, like normal, when you start getting rolling offensively at the crib, it feels like everything else has a domino effect. Now we're getting pick sixes or you're getting sack fumbles. You're getting blocked punts. You're getting returns. It It's just like an avalanche that happens at home. So when fans try to dismiss victories, I don't give a damn who's it, who it is against. You can't. Because if it's one thing that I've realized is that the Cowboys – Need to be at the crib. Long way away from that happening, right? You got 10 more games. Um, right now, you're sitting at about a game and a half out of first place in your division. So you got to win your division to get a home game but or to, to have home field advantage. But all of that is still in front of them. So 
yeah, this was the Rams. Yeah, it was the Jets. Yeah, which they playing better. Yeah, it, it was the Patriots. I don't care. You had to win those games at home and really had to win those games in general because you're you're fighting for home field advantage. Now, are, are Cardinal games going to happen or, or Niner games? They're going to happen. Look around the league. It's been happening. However, it's about getting back on track, building that momentum, and fighting for A, the division, and then B, home field advantage because we've seen clearly 11 straight victories at the crib, 17-point margin of victory. That's where Dallas needs to be. That's where Dallas needs to be. All right. Let's jump into my cowboy of the week. I, I battle with this one because there's a couple players that stood out a lot in this game to me. But I felt like I had to give this player the nod for his debut on the Cowboy of the Week presented by Cowboys Custom, and that is one C.D. Lamb. Career day for our guy, C.D. Career day. 12 receptions, a buck 58, two touchdowns. Last two games coming off of that, obviously, that 49ers debacle where there was clear frustration, there's now been a clear emphasis on getting Lamb the ball and getting him involved early. He's got 19 receptions on 21 targets, 275, two touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's starting to get rolling. He's starting to get rolling. And getting him involved early has clearly been the plan, right? This is a this is just so good for so many reasons. Not only are you getting your wide receiver one locked in, when he's locked in, when any wide receiver one gets locked in, they play at a different level. It is what it is. But it also forces the defense to be hyper-focused on said player right now. For example, the Ferguson touchdown. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Shouts out to our guy Fergie. We'll talk about that a little bit later. If you look at the play, they start out in too high look. And one of the safeties at the snap, he just shades really hard towards C.D. Lamb. And if and if you go look at the opening drive, C.D. Lamb was getting busy early. So that made the middle of the field a little bit wider. Not saying that was the sole reason, but you see when you get these guys involved right now, it can impact how the rest of the defense will play you. So Lamb actually spoke on getting involved early. And he also said something very interesting later in his presser. Yeah, Absolutely. And once again, I got started early, and um, it kind of opened up the offense for us and giving us, you know, everything open, you know, and um, just giving us the ability to call any play with no restrictions. I feel like that's when we had our best, playing fast and making plays. Staying on schedule, being us, uh, not, necess- not necessarily letting the defense dictate our plays or players, staying available, staying healthy, and going out and playing fast. Lamb said, not necessarily letting the defense dictate our plays or players. That that was something to me because I thought, and I think he's talking about what happened a few weeks ago, right? He's clearly talking about that. But I think from a passing game standpoint, there was a conservative effort, right? There was a conservative approach to the game. That's just That's just what Mike McCarthy basically has come out and said from time to time. There was this play not to lose 
approach in a handful of these games, primarily week five. But since then, the aerial attack has opened up and Lamb has been the primary beneficiary as he should. I think it's funny. You look around the league. Jamar Chase says, I'm always open. Give me the ball. Now he's going crazy. A.J. Brown gets into it with Jalen Hurts. Now he's going crazy. C.D. Lamb essentially has to kind of show out a little bit. Now he's going crazy. I shouldn't take that in my opinion, but whatever it takes, right? We talk about this a lot. Sometimes confrontation can be healthy. It's about how you approach it. And, and kudos to Lamb for maturing and understanding how he had to approach it. Kudos to Dak for understanding he had, having to get him the ball. And kudos to Mike McCarthy coming out the bye week, understanding, man, I don't give a damn what Jerry Jones is talking about up there. I've got to involve my one of my best players on this entire team, and I've got to involve him early. The Cowboys did that in this game, and CeeDee Lamb, to me, comes out as the Cowboy of the Week, presented by Cowboys Custom. Cowboys Custom can give your vehicle the lift it needs. They not only do custom suspensions, but they also customize your wheels and tires. As a family-owned and operated business, it's the place to go for all of your vehicle accessory needs. So stop by any of these four locations, Cowboys Nation. There's a Cowboys Customs and Cowboys Auto both located in Arlington, North Richland Hills, and there's a Cowboys Wheels and Tires, which is located in Irving. And you can get a free leveling kit with any purchase of your wheels or tires. Give them a call at 817-633-4611. If you mention my name, Skywalker, you can get an additional 10% off of your entire order. 10%. Hit them up. It's my Cowboy of the Week. C.D. Lamb, presented by Cowboys Custom. <laughs> I invented the wheel. Hey, who who would you say is your Cowboy of the Week? I, obviously, I kind of juggled Dak Prescott, Deron Bland, C.D. Lamb, but I felt like this one Lamb needed to be. We, we've had we've had Dak up here before. In fact, Dak was the Cowboy of the Week last week, but I felt like this had to be this had to be C.D. Lamb's day, man. You know. I had to be CD Lamb. Yes, he is, Princess. 100%. Who would your cowboy of the week be? I feel like there's I feel like it's a it's a toss-up between those three. I think that's fair to say. Jameson says C D. Over it says Bland. And Bland actually he was on this before too. So, you know, it's good to see that each week. Maybe you're juggling your top guys, right? Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott, Deron Bland. That's really how it should be. You're, and yes, I'm putting Deron Bland. He's he's here. I'm here. He's here. Ain't no. Come on now. We'll, we'll talk about Sam Williams, but he ain't no goddamn cowboy of the week. Stop it. We'll talk about him though in a second. We'll talk about it though in a second. But matter of fact, we'll talk about it right now. Let's go ahead and get into this cookout, if you will. y'all pulling up with man y'all bring it to the cookout a little bit of a lighter table today at the grown folk table for for reasons for reasons i like to leave a spot or two open for you guys 
But I think for the second consecutive week, we got to put Dak Prescott at the head of the table here, man. He has done a phenomenal job distributing and running point for the Cowboys over the last two weeks. 25 to 31, 304 yards, four tutties, had a couple rushing first downs as well. He was just dialed in. And as he said in his press conference, I'm in a rhythm. And I think you can tell that, you know. I think opening up the passing game has allowed him to be in such of a rhythm. So I got a tip I had to Mike for, let's be honest, going away from that conservative approach. I mean, you can just pop on. The, I don't even got to pop on the film for this game to see it. But there is a complete night and day difference in the approach from the aerial attack from a few weeks ago. Okay? Completely. Completely different. But one of the things that he said about that game that stuck out to me yesterday was that from that San Francisco game, he took away that he needed to use his legs more and that he was going to be intentional on doing that in his preparation. So it's showing the last two weeks, right? It's showing with him moving around. He's got 11 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown over the last two weeks, and he's making big plays within the framework of the pocket or stepping up, moving out to the right. It just looks smooth. Doesn't look herky-jerky. The confidence is, is, is rising with him in that manner. So you can understand why he would want to prepare for that. So I got that edited. And I actually want to change this out real quick. Did I save it? I did not save it. Well, I'll talk about it anyway. You can put Micah there. But I actually swapped him out last minute, believe it or not. I swapped him out last minute for Jake. I, I had to put Jake in there, man. Jake Ferguson had four targets, four receptions, 47 yards, a touchdown, average 11.8 yards per reception. I'm going to talk about Jake, even though his face ain't up there. Because since week one, he's caught 23 of his 26 targets for two touchdowns. And he's back to being automatic when you go his way. Now, I think you're starting to see him get busy out there from a short pass game standpoint. Breaking tackles, yak, yards after catch. He's one of the best, I think, at doing that. But now you're starting to see him rock down the seam, Cowboys Nation. And this is why I said weeks ago, forget all this schoolmaker downfield stuff. Let the look, it is what it is with him. He's gonna be your play action, dump it off, blocking guy. It just is what it is. Let let Jake get up these seams. Let Jake work. He showed you early in, in that I believe it was the uh what game was it? Pat's game? Where he caught a big play, got hit, got smacked, but came down with the catch. I'd have kept going back to that. You really didn't see Jake working down the seams, contested catch since then. Now you did. And now you see why you can trust him and target him in the red zone. And Jake Ferguson comes down with the grab. He's, look, man, if they start featuring him, like, I think he's a guy you can feature. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I think Jake is a guy you can feature. As for Micah, he's there. Um, again, if we want to talk about Micah, he did have a, a good, a nice sack. Should have had two sacks in the fourth fumble. He was kind of mad about that one. Three quarterback hits, a couple tackles, a lot of pressures as he normally does. He, he was a menace as he normally is, but I was trying to give somebody else a chance to get at the grown folk table there. C.D. Lamb, Cowboy of the Week. Nothing needs to be said there. We know what he did. 12 receptions, a buck 58. It is what it is. 
if if he continues to get fed like this, he's getting eight, nine, ten at minimum targets a game. He's going to reward you with big games. That just is what it is. And then our guy, Deron. Anything but bland. Y'all, DB just so damn good, man. Oh, he's just so good. Seven tackles, couple pass breakups, another pick, another pick six. That's three pick sixes on the season, man. Four interceptions total, three pick sixes. I think he's one away from breaking the record. He's got nine interceptions in the last two seasons. That leads the NFL. I think it's, it's really interesting that the Cowboys go from Trey Diggs, who at one point was just blowing away the the lead, the league lead in interceptions in a in a, in a time frame, and now Deron Bland steps in, and since he stepped in as a rookie, he leads the league in interceptions. Just what a find! What a find from a value standpoint, man. He, he might be one of your most Viable picks in the last decade, getting him in the fifth round, only in his second year. But here's what I love about Deron. Here's what I love about him. He has this ability to just forget about whatever negative play happened and just keep it moving. I talk about this a lot. You're going to get beat in this league There's, at cornerback. It's going to happen. You, you almost have to kind of treat it like we treat offensive line. Like, okay, there's 68 plays. I'm not going to judge you on just three of those. Let's watch the whole game and see how you play. Because you go back and you look at the game, you say, oh, man, Deron Bland got flagged. Uh, he got beat for a crosser. Got a couple catches happened. You know. But he also had a pick six. He also had pass breakups. He also tackled well. And that's what I love about his game. We talked to Deron Bland last year about that because I noticed it in the preseason. I said he was playing so damn good. I was just selfishly wanting to see what happens if a bad play happens? Because it's going to happen on you. Like that, That's just the way it is. And anytime it happens with Deron, I feel like he just focuses even harder, and he always makes a play. So Deron Bland, back at the grown folk table. You might as well just get a permanent seat here. It feels like he's here every other week or every victory he's a part of being the reason why. So that's what I got. I got Dak, Jake, C.D. Lamb, anything but Bland. And um, Micah's on this visual. I, I didn't swap it out. That's my bad, y'all. But you can throw Micah up there. You can, you can throw Micah up there. Let's talk about this walk real quick because that's what I want to talk about with y'all because there's a couple dudes on here worthy of talking. I got Brandon Aubrey, man. Aubramatic. 58-yard field goal. We kind of were waiting, weren't we? Weren't we waiting for Brandon Aubrey to boot one of those longer field goals. They was trying to run him out there for a 66-yarder against the Jets, I think it was, a long time ago. Uh, but they didn't get a chance to. But 58-yard field goal, I think he he ties the record. Maybe he might have broken. Somebody got me out here. Ties the record with most field goals to start a career. 16 for 16 on the season. Dude just looks smooth. His motion, he don't, don't look like he's put much into it. Just... Again, it's it's tough though because we've been duped before. We've been had. I, I I don't I feel so confident with Brandon Aubrey going out there, but it's like I feel like we gotta wait. You know, gotta wait a little bit more. I hate to do that, but I do feel confident on Brandon Aubrey. 
I just don't want to be duped like we were duped last year. But this might be different. Where we've actually seen that from Brett before. Where Brett, big legs, been doing good, and then next thing you know, he's not. We ain't seen that yet with Brandon Aubrey. So shouts out to him. He's on the wall. Kevontae Turpin, 63-yard return. Also had the return touchdown that was called back. Nation Wright owes Kevontae Turpin some dinner. You owe him some dinner, Cowboys. Or, or Nation Wright. You owe him some dinner. That was his first career return for a touchdown. And you ain't really have to do nothing. You could have just touched my guy and let him go. Instead, you held, got called back, and, and he would have had no impact on the play. So, But that doesn't mean anything. I think Kevontae Turpin deserves to be here. He had two big returns, a 6-3-yarder return back. He had a nice little first down catch, too, on a bunch formation and, and pre-snap motion, but neither here nor there. Brandon Cooks. Routed up Witherspoon for that big touchdown. You're seeing Cooks now get involved. That's back-to-back weeks for Tuddies for Brandon. You see his speed and his route running on display. He's now becoming a trusted guy. And what I loved about this game, no no offense to, to, to MG, but that's how we should utilize. Like MG should be a recipient of what's happening around him, not ever targeted that many times. If you looked at the way Jalen Tobin and Brandon Cooks were using this game, they were they were biting into uh, Gallup snaps. And look, if Gallup is going to be the fourth guy, cool. That means Turpin is more explosive. Tober can get out there and do more motion. And, and that motion helped get Turpin open a little bit. Brandon Cooks can get more looks, right? Brandon Cooks finished the day with 40-some yards and another touchdown. So Brandon Cooks is going on the walk. And finally, Sam Williams. Yesterday, we or yesterday, last week, we had a segment, if you guys remember, on who needs to make noise on the field. After Sam Williams went on Twitter and talked about free me and all stuff, like, who needs to make noise? We said Sam. Sam, you've been making noise off the field for since you've been here in Dallas, right? But you've been making noise off the field specifically this season, 2023, right? Off season, regular season, we going on Twitter. We need you to make noise. I said, use your fingers on the field and not for Twitter fingers. He used his fingers on the field, got a block punt, and that's something that you want to see. You know why? Because the coaches will look at that effort. They will look at that type of play and say, okay, let's give him more opportunity. It's a That's something that they've been doing forever. If you can make plays on special teams, Coaches will give you more opportunities on said group. So whether that be offense, defense, whatever, they'll give you more opportunities. And Sam going out there, getting a block punt, had a couple uh, tackles. That's something you want to see him build on. Now, he went right back on Twitter, and it seemed like all of our players go on Twitter. He went right back on Twitter and said, he, re- he retweeted himself and said, almost there, Sam. Man, something, something, something different with my man. But it is what it is. I don't care. What do we say? As long as you're making plays on the field, all will be forgiven. All will be forgiven. So I got Brandon Aubrey, Kamate Turpin, Brandon Cooks, and Sam Williams on the walk. And Sam, and the walk for Sam is more like, come here, young buck. Let me rap to you. Hit this, young. Let me, let me rap to you real quick. You got to stay in school. You know, you got to listen at home. Listen to your mom. <laughs> you the man in the house. Your daddy ain't here. Got to step up. Be a good brother. You do those things, you can get out the hood. 
that's the type of walk we have it with Sam. We 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 gotta we gotta get Sam right. He's the, he's the one that got a chance to make it out, but he got to get his mentals right. Tell me I'm lying. What you tell me? He on a walk. He ain't the cowboy of the week. I better stop with that. Uh, what Bernie say? Trey should run scout team offense. He does. So the defense and practice against a running quarterback. That that's what he does. I'm gonna tell you what he need to do. Need to be the second string quarterback. Somebody said something. I mentioned this on Twitter, and I was just having a little fun. But boy, Kevontae Turpin had six. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at Cooper Rush because shots out to Cooper Rush. He won four four and one with us last year. Did y'all see that pass? Cooper Rush dropped back. He put everything into that. I'm like, oh snap! Cooper Rush is about to. He throwing it deep. Brought out about 10 yards short. And it wasn't even that, you know, that crazy of a pass. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a noodle arm, fam. I already knew he had a noodle arm. But, man, that's a noodle arm. And somebody was like, because I was like, hey, man, you know what, though? All jokes aside, Cooper Rush has got a lot of experience, a lot of snaps. Let me say that. A lot of snaps this year because the Cowboys have been blowing out teams. But he's like, yeah, but has he converted one third down? I was like, I don't think he has. You know, again, they're probably running more often than not, but I I think he did complete a first down. No, he got a first down against the the the, the Patriots to Jalen Tobert. So I do remember that. But I'm at the point, hey, what's up with Trey? What's up with Trey a little bit? However, one more thing before we hit the phone lines. However, the Vikings just lost Kirk Cousins. He'll bad, right? Kirk, I, I actually like Kirk Cousins. I've liked Kirk Cousins for a long time. He gets a bad rap. I think he's a good quarterback, not a primetime quarterback or whatever. Uh, he can make all the throws or whatnot. Now, do I want Kirk on my team? No, nah, I'm cool. But I think Kirk is, is a quality quarterback. He, he tore his AC or tore his Achilles. He's out for the season. That sucks. Somebody was like, hey, do you pick up the phone and say, we got Trey Lance for whomever, right? Jordan Higgs. They were just throwing out names. I said, we'll give you Cooper Rush. I'll give you Cooper Rush. No, but seriously, if you can get it, look, if they pick up the phone and they want Cooper Rush or they want Trey Lance and you can flip, you can get, you want more than a fourth from being greedy. Maybe you listen. Maybe you listen, you know. I, that fourth round pick still bugs the hell out of me because I think you could use that pick to make your squad better right now. Maybe you could argue you use the second round pick. Your second round picks ain't really been hitting aside from uh, Trayvon Diggs. I went back and looked. Four of your last five second round picks right now are either misses or we still question marks, obviously, with Sam Williams. So. I might start looking at them second round picks like, hey, you can have this. Let me go get a proven player. Just let me go get a proven player. All right. Before I hit the phone lines, I want to tell you all about what's going on with BT Furnishings. All right. Cowboys get the dub. BT Furnishings score 43 to 20. I will be talking about this Monday through Thursday. In Garland. 
Garland, I'm sorry, BT Furnishing Stores. We will be there on Friday and we will be live as we normally are in, in during these situations with our sponsors. And they are deciding to give away a bunch of things to you, Cowboys Nation, for either A, showing up or B, showing up and signing up. Here's what I mean by that. If you show up at the day of our live stream, right, you will have a chance to win a Michael Parsons jersey. If you show up the day after or, or you know, whatever, that's fine, too. You still have a chance to win a Michael Parsons jersey by just, just signing up. You don't got to buy nothing. They also will give you a $50 gift card to put towards anything in their store at any of their four locations. Oh, and you have the opportunity to win a free recliner. No purchase necessary. You don't got to buy a damn thing to get the Micah jersey, a damn thing to get a $50 gift card, a damn thing to get the recliner. But if you are in need of anything for your crib, Obviously, if you go down there, they will help you with that. So I will continue to push this throughout the week for those who are in the Dallas area. Sorry if you're not in the Dallas DFW area. Um, obviously, this won't help you. But if you are, man, it, it, this is this is easily the easiest giveaway that we've ever done here in my three seasons covering the Cowboys for A to Z Sports. You show up, you sign up. And the sign-up is just literally signing up for a chance to win a free recliner and a Michael Parsons jersey. And they will give you a $50 gift card. And if you want to do some shopping, you can do it. So make sure you guys check me out this weekend. Garland. Garland location. And then I will confirm that here in a second. That's where we will be at. With that said, I think perfect timing here. We got about, about 25 minutes. We're going to take a few calls. Probably won't be able to get to everyone. Uh, I will say this. Because we got to kind of speed through this, just be respectful of the time. And then tomorrow, I promise y'all, we will we will, we will will discuss these things longer. Obviously, we'll have Tape Tuesday, so we'll take a look at Drive of the Game, possibly, and um, have a little fun doing that. So Let's hit these phone lines, and let's start off with Cowboy Mike. What's good, Cowboy Mike? What's going on, Will Steel, man? Victory Monday. Yes, sir. Man. We dribbled with a purpose yesterday. Didn't we? That was great. I, I want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, either it was me or he looked like he got a little shot of youth, man. He looked kind of quick yesterday trying to get out of that pocket. Yeah, I mean, he did against the Chargers, right? Like, like we, we, we saw him use his right. legs against the Chargers, and we like, hey, let's, let's continue that. But I thought it was interesting that Dak came out of that game and said, you know, since week five, the one thing he br- he took away from that was I- I've got to use my legs more. And I think that's him not trying to throw his line under the bus because, you know, there, right. there's times where there's no sack or there's a play being made because he's stepping up because of pressure. So he's like, look, it is right. what it is. My line is not perfect. It's not going to be perfect, but I got to help them out. I can't just be one, two, three and just sit back there in the pocket. So kudos to him. And you just helped me out right there. What it was. He wasn't running to run. He was running to create time. Sure. You know, his head was up. And, you know, we got Brandon involved. I I was really impressed, but, I mean, I'm still like, okay, we got the big dogs next week. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one, right? Like, you can't – 
This victory doesn't matter if you go get blown out next week. But the Cubbies are looking good. Bland is looking like an all-pro. And uh, the other guy, the linebacker, uh, 14, he's really Marcus taking Bell. some strides, man. Yeah, as a linebacker. I'm telling you, you keep a him clean, Marquis Bell yeah. will reward you if you keep him clean. I'm really, I'm really going to be interested to see uh, if he's taking, if he's continuing to take the step at, from the mental standpoint because the Eagles are going to play with him with post snap action. So that'll be fun. If he, if he, if he passes that test next week, man, that'd be fun uh, going going through the rest of the season with him there. And I, I got one more thing about him. One more I'm thing. Get off here, man. Uh, did you see when he was covering? I don't know. I think. Uh, Cooper Cup might have ran across the middle or something, and he was try for try with that dude, man. Say again? Uh, Marquise Bell, he was covering a slot player. I think it may have been Nuka or uh, Cup, but he was running stride for stride with that guy. And I was just thinking about matchups like uh, Goddard. I mean, I think we got to remember he's a safety that runs a 4-4. He's not a, so we can't look at him as a backer. So he's going to be able to run with receivers in this league for sure. Yeah, man, that's awesome, man. But yeah, man, good call, man. Thank you for what you do, man. I haven't. Uh, I got a shout out too. There's an artist by the name of uh, Jamal Taylor out of Houston. Okay. Uh, died, uh, 42 years old, and was a great artist, man. Check out his work. All right, man. Rest in peace, Jamal Taylor. All right, y'all have a great day, man. Salute. Let me get to this uh, super chat real quick. Super chat. B Bird dropped five. He said, Do you think we will replicate what the last three Niners opponents have done? Or do you think we'll we'll be too arrogant to steal from other teams? Man, I was gonna save this for uh tape Tuesday. But the Cowboys did something yesterday. Shouts out to Kick Element. I ain't seen you in a minute, man. I hope y'all good. The Cowboys did something yesterday, B Bird. That had me just Oh man, are, are, are we are we in, are we starting to catch up here? Now I'm, it's one game, but they actually stole from another team. They actually stole from another team. Miami, the Rams, and I bet you it was from watching the film against the Rams. Like, wait, wait, why, why don't we do that? And I'm talking about the pop motion, where at the snap or before the snap, you don't have your ordinary motion from one side to the other or inside or outside to in. But we're motioning guys outside at the snap to get momentum getting up upfield. We didn't target that player yet, but it did create an opening when that happened for CD Lamb on a slant. So the Cowboys might be stealing, y'all. They might be stealing. So do do I think we'll replicate it? I hope so. You know, I hope so. It, it, it's 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 very early. At this rate, will they make the playoffs? Neither here nor there. We, B Bird, we'll, we will cross that bridge if we even have to deal with it. At one point, I thought we were going to have to. The way things are looking now for that squad, I don't know anymore. You know, we'll see. They probably will sneak up in there though, because the NFC isn't as deep, and there's seven teams now, so they'll probably make the playoffs. But, but yeah, I, if they don't. See what, and it's not even that they have to look that deep. We were talking about it leading up to the game. It, it wasn't as if you needed to do anything that these teams are, are, are doing, like it's a new revelation. Leading up to the game, it was like, hey, tack the edges, easy buttons. 
screens. Attack them downfield with purpose. We did none of that, but I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back, but we did steal some plays, though. Like what I saw. Deshaun, what's up? Let's go! <laughs> what's Bruh. good, man? Man, so I was telling Jay Tuck this and other people. So, so many YouTubers break down the film and they say, hey, why just do these simple things. And when they actually listen, and I'm telling you, they probably listen to ADT Sports. When you actually listen to what you're saying, Scott, and I know you're not the, you know, the <laughs> biggest analyst or anything like that. Oh, he's but when it. you actually listen and actually do some of the things like target CD Lamb, hey, like try to let that Prescott move out of the pocket. Do these simple things, I promise yeah. you. We will, we will be beating teams consistently. Yeah. Because now the issue has come this. Now we have to do this against the better teams. I'm not saying the Rams are not a better team, but I mean like the playoff, like upper, upper echelon, like the Eagles and the other teams like that nature. When you can do that against them, you know what happens, Scott? You gain confidence. You gain confidence that you can go toe-to-toe with some of the best and the best of the league. But you can't do that unless – you can't do that all stagnant. You can't be just conservative team. Because, yes, we want our defense to be the head honcho of the Dallas Cowboys. But the defense can't gain any confidence if the offense is just trying to just get by. You can't do that. Yeah, you, you gotta finally, help your you gotta help your defense out for sure. And finally, Mike is trusting Dak. He's finally trusting him to make these throws. Did you see that throw from Jay Ferguson? Right on the money. Well, but, but you know what pisses me off about that? Why do you have to trust him to do it? He's been doing that his whole career. I know. I think what happened his is Mike, Mike finally got out, out of his own damn way. Mike, I think, was coaching scared. I mean, he was—he even said it in the Chargers game. Like, hey, man, you know, yeah, we were conservative. We just wanted to get points there. I was, you, you scared of yourself. You ain't scared of your players, bro. You scared of yourself. Your, your, your quarterback has shown you time and time again that if you let him do his thing, let him scan the field, and if you have just a, any shred of a decent concept, he'll nine times out of ten find the right guy. I mean— it, it was frustrating seeing how we were approaching it weeks ago, but now the last two weeks, from a pass game standpoint, he's opened up, and he better not go back. Better not. So here's my biggest issue, Scott, the yep. run game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We cannot – oh, my goodness. Like, is there any other running back on the team other than Tony Pollard, Scott? Like, can we, like, incorporate – He only like, had 11 carries. Like <laughs> – you know like look it's not even it's getting to the point now where i think things have flipped and we we won't have to have this conversation here i i think we i think it's getting to a point where we're we're not we're not running the ball anymore first in the sense of you remember what he said i want to run the ball i want to play good defense i think Mm -hmm. bro just realized Either I can't call a good run game plan, they can't block it up right, and we can't get a bunch of big plays out of it. So we're going to be a passing team that runs the ball from time to time. I don't necessarily like it uh, because I don't want to get into a situation where we got to throw the ball 40, 45 times a game. It didn't happen in this game. But we we need to find some efficiency on the ground. Now it's three weeks, three games in a row we haven't run. Now, you know, they, they did do some good things. It was a good... Very much, very much like the Chargers game, where there's a couple plays, right, where Tony Pollard gets loose for a couple mm-hmm. good runs, Rico gets loose for a run here or there. 
But yeah, it's I'm I'm starting to think, and we'll talk about this more that things have flipped. And 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 honestly, it might not be a bad thing because you're you you a run game. Don't be stubborn. Your run game ain't good. And if you're gonna be stubborn and trying to lean on something that's not good, that's just gonna get you in trouble. But my, my my final point, I feel like the problem with I guess the whole organization total, you see issues and you see problems like the running back. I would rather them go address it and get a power back. Not not for just like to just just to run it down their throat, but to gain the extra yards just in case when you need to or when it's necessary. Because not every game is gonna be all pretty you like got a boy. power back Some on the team. Yeah. I don't you you got two backs that run with power on your team. Go get another back and what? Not run them? I, I well, say it again, and I keep on saying your issue is not at the back position. Now, is is anybody going to be opposed to, and I know the name, everybody wants to bring in Derrick Henry. Is anybody going to be opposed no. to bringing in Derrick Henry? Absolutely not. You get a Derrick Henry, we we jumping for joy. But if you get a Derrick mm. Henry, and he's just getting two, three yards in a cloud of dust, and you're not opening any lanes for him, now what? Now we back to, to to what we've been. So as much as I love a Derrick Henry, I'd much rather, I'd love for our offensive line to get the act together. I'd love for us to have a better run game plan more than I'd love to bring in another running back. And that's with all due respect to to Henry. I, I would love to have Henry here, but if we get Henry here and we don't block for him, now we're we going to start calling him washed. <laughs> you know how Cowboys sure. fans are. Yeah, I know. All right, this guy. How about the Cowboys? Let's go. We need another... Big big week for Philly. Salute. We'll get there. I feel like this is going to be just like in San Fran where everybody's going to want to talk about Philly. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah, man, it's... I'm gonna have, to, I have to think about this a little bit more. I'm just talking out loud with y'all because I was thinking about it. I think we're seeing it flip. Beginning of the year, it was, it was obvious. We were very detailed oriented in how we wanted to run. I just feel like we just like, Hey man, we just run and just stay on track. Now from time to time, you'll see a pitch with a pin pull and you're like, let's do that. And they don't do that no more. From time to time, you'll see them create a lane and boom. Now Tony Pollard gets a nine yard game or uh, Rico Dowdle will get you a five or six yards. It's like, Hey, let's do more of that. But it's not as consistent. I just flat out. I just don't think we're a good running team. Right. I just don't think we're a good running team. And I don't think we know how to run necessarily. I don't think we plan to it. And according to Mike McCarthy, the game plan this week wasn't to run anyway. The game plan was to throw the rock, and boy, did it work. So I really don't have anything to say about it this week, but there may be times where you do need to lean on the ground or close out a game or whatever. You've got to be able to run the ball when they know you're going to run the ball. That's what Shadi always talks about. I agree, Jay. Now, I look. I think TP could be fantastic in the passing game, but we don't. We're starting to dial that back. I don't even think our backs are catching the rock as much out the backfield. But neither here nor there. We'll see. Hell no, you ain't getting no round table for this game, bro. You must be new around here. We do, do. We do not do that here. We're on a terrible streak of doing round tables before a game and losing. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Twan from Connecticut. What's good? Sky, what's up, baby? What's up, man? Victory, victory, victory Monday, man. Feels good. Feels good. Um, we looked good. We played good. But the only thing everybody's talking about, man, is the running game. Today is Monday. 
Let's go get somebody, Sky. Let's go. Let's go get somebody to help us in the running game because we look we look good, and I feel like that's <laughs> all we need. an eagle. <laughs> That's 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 all I feel like we need. Is what? Um, is a is, is somebody to help Tony Pollard out in the running game? What if I told you you got that player on the field on the team? Rico Dallas. Rico, uh, Hunter. They don't even use so Hunter. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't believe in Rico. I don't believe in Rico. Oh, and I wanted to apologize to you. Yeah, I thought about this weekend. I want to apologize to you about Turkman. Because I remember earlier in the year, you called him an explosive, and I said I ain't really believing him. Me and Vach ain't believing him either. But now, I, I I just wanted to turn that around and apologize to you. He is explosive. Yeah, yeah I right mean, way. he's always been, right? We, we're finally getting him involved a little bit here. I honestly, I mean, to turn the page on your running back conversation, I'd honestly, I'd like to see him get a little bit more involved. Uh, <laughs> Offensively. Yeah, I, I, I would too. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? I would too. I ain't gonna lie, cause I I I, I definitely was hating on him at the beginning of the year, but uh, honestly, I feel like we need to just go get a Derrick Henry or a Dalvin Cook man, and let's oh, just see. Let's yeah. just see. We can go I can with get it. the Henry talk because cause it's Derrick Henry. Like, look, I would never ever combat getting Derrick Henry, but boy, if we get Dalvin Cook, y'all gonna hate him. Oh, y'all gonna call him Dalvin Cook is. I'm telling you right now, Dalvin Cook ain't you think saved. So? He is not saving you with this the way that we're running the ball. Not at all. Not at all. Derrick Henry, at the very least, is Derrick Henry. Like, Derrick Henry is built like a truck, so maybe he can break a, a tackle and go 60 from time to time, right? So I can get that, you know. I, but but Cooks, oh, boy. Oh, y'all y'all would be on calling me. I don't know why we traded for Cook. He's a – I was like, Cooks ain't saving you here. There's not many backs that are saving you with the way we're running the ball and the way we're blocking it up. I'm just being honest with you. Yeah, then then let's just go get Derrick Henry. Other than that, Sky, man, good game Monday. Let's just enjoy this Monday. And then let's focus on the Eagles tomorrow, man. Good call, good call. Salute. Appreciate you. Am I lying? And look, that is what it is, Cowboys. Name. We, 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 we going to say what we're going to say sometimes. But am I lying? He comes here. We continue to do the same things we're doing from a running game standpoint. He doesn't do well. We will be right back on here talking about how washed Dalvin Cook is. Hmm. What are we talking about? I will 100% back y'all for wanting to bring Henry in here, right? Like, I'm not saying I'm actively going out to trade a high picks for a back. Like, I don't know that I'm trying to do all that. There's some other positions I'd be interested in. But if you brought him in here, you damn skippy. I'd be like, man, let's go. That's Derrick Henry. I still think he's good, right? And even though I, if we didn't block for him, if we didn't open up lanes for him and he's just getting three yards in a cloud of dust, maybe just maybe he might break one. Where I don't feel that way for Cooks. Uh, for Cook, I'm sorry. I don't feel that way. I, that's, that's He a slasher, right? Like He, he a slasher. I actually, look. Rico Dottles on his team. I think Rico Dottles can do what you think Cooks can do. I, but that ain't the one. You know, and it ain't really too many. You know, everybody's like bringing a power back. Bro, it ain't, it really ain't too many that power, that power backs that are going to make a massive difference. Henry's probably the only one that could, has the potential to do that because it's Derrick Henry. 
Other guys would just quite literally be power backs. And think about the way we're using our backfield. It's 11, 12 carries for TP, two, three t- carries for Rico, and that's it. We're, we're not really running the ball. So if we get another back, if it ain't Henry, because Henry, I think you'd have to give him the ball. And it ain't Henry, you're talking about another back that's going to get, what, uh, four carries, five carries? I just, I'd much rather, if you said, Sky, would you rather uh, another running back or would you rather this run game find its way blocking or scheme-wise? It'd be, it'd be that. Because if you do that, you got the backs. If you don't do that, well, then, yeah, you're basically hoping and praying that a Derrick Henry can come in here and be your magic elixir, and I don't know that that'd be the case. I agree to Guru. I agree. I watch other teams have fantastic plans and, and schemes, and they don't have a Derrick Henry. Anyway, uh, we got a couple more, then I got to get going here. I'm going to do Point Dexter real quick, and then Daryl from, from Fort Worth, not Dallas. Then I got to get going. I get to airport. What's good, uh, Point Dexter? Victory today is mine. <laughs> hey, this is Monday, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, man, look. Look, uh, the elephant in the room is the offensive line. That's the elephant in the room. Uh, we get better offensive line play. We'll get a better offense overall. Yeah, okay. uh, looks like Jack is, you know, he's, he's he's more or less compensating for the line, you know what I mean? If we hold up, cool. If we don't hold up, I need to get out and make a play. You know, uh, 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 we talked, uh, last time we talked, we said get the ball to the players. You know, there was two, three, four players that's supposed to get the ball, and everybody else is ancillary. You know, Ferguson mm-hmm. supposed to get the ball, CD uh, supposed to get the ball, Cook supposed to get the ball, Pilot supposed to get the ball, Turpin supposed to get the ball. Everybody else is ancillary. You know what I mean? With that yeah. doing his thing. Oh man, I listened to a to a, a broadcast uh, inside the NFL, and man, they made one of the best. They made one of the best cases for Dak Prescott without even mentioning. Dak Prescott, they talked about the uh, the Jets defense and uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, okay? They averaged 230 yards, three TDs, eight interceptions with a passer rating of 61.7. That's mm. those three quarterbacks combined against the Jets, right? Yeah. When Dak Prescott played the Jets, he was 31 for 38. 255 yards with two touchdowns. So they yeah. said they never mentioned Dak Prescott, but they made a case for him. You know what I'm saying? You know how this go to a point, Dexter. You know, it's the same thing with the Rams. All of a sudden, the Rams defense, which, again, that's why you got to watch our shows. We we break yeah. down the film. We talk about yeah. what all media, these teams. Yeah, we, we talk about what all these teams do well. And for as middling of a talent that the Rams – have defensively they somehow some way managed to check opponents passing games for the most part they they were only allowing like 55 percent completion percentage they they tied for the league lead and touchdowns allowed with just one i'm sorry with just four they were first with just four and Dak went out there completed 80 percent of the passes and had four touchdowns in one game but we know what they're going to say you know this week is ah it's just the rams and 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 that's i'm so numb to it that it doesn't matter to me. I know we put in the work. I know those here watched, and, and we've respected what that Rams pass defense has been able to do. And 
the Cowboys went out there and were able to put a good plan together, and Dak was able to execute and dice him up. So in our community, for most of us, not everybody, he 100% gets respect for that. And uh, he's done it now against two pass defenses that, you know, made things a little weird for opponents. Obviously, yeah. the, the Jets, which has made all yeah. these top quarterbacks look terrible, except the Cowboys, and then yeah. the Rams, who have made things difficult for other teams too. But, you know, it, it's, it's again, building and stacking, you know. Hey, man, that's why I love what you do, man. I love what all the other parts of the roundtable and all that. I love what y'all do, man, because, you know, when, when when a discussion starts during the week, the new media discussion, you know, we're talking yeah. about football, that 20% that talk about football. And to see it manifest itself in the games, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, we get that, hey, if we do this here, this is what we're going to be successful at. If that move around, if we, you know, target the best player, if we play defense, you know, move Michael around. Michael got a sack from being over the center. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, a we, lot of things that we talk about during the week, they manifest during the game, which make it more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, that's, that's facts, man. The, that the, the process to me is fun. Like, the process of being a fan, the, the journey yeah. of it is fun. And there's there's a lot of fans that yeah. that's not the case. They they kind of they check out and just say, holla at me in January. Holla at me in February. We made the Super Bowl. I'm like... <laughs> Even, even you know, you're not you're not gonna be able to enjoy the ride, man. You're just not gonna be able to. Even if it's the down part of the ride, it's still a roller coaster, right? So, I don't know. That part of it's fun man. to me. People tell me, you say you a Cowboys fan. I say, listen, I'm not no Cowboys fan. I'm just a man that love watching my Cowboys. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love watching. You know, I, I love football. You know, and then you have a room rooting, you know, for a certain franchise. And I've been this way. I was raised this way. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I was born in 61, and I've been a Cowboy fan for since I was five or six years old to know what it is with my uncles and cousins, you know, mm-hmm. hanging out. So I've been doing this here. And, I, you know, being mature, I understand what it's about. It's a game. It's fun. It's relaxation. You know what I mean? Yeah. The frustration, hey, it's cool. They want a Super Bowl. Ain't nobody giving me no check, though. I'm just loving being part of having fun with it. You hear what I'm saying? And look, I love what you're doing, man. I, I'm glad I got a chance to call your show today, man, because like I say, I love and appreciate what all y'all do. This new media, man, and like I say, it makes it more enjoyable to watch the game. Plus, it's fun listening to some of the callers that call in and stuff, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, appreciate hey, have a great day. Uh, I'll holler back at you. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Shouts out to your point, Jackson. Love your energy, man. Really do. Really love your energy. Yeah, the, the, the callers definitely make this unique. From, from, from other national shows, this is what makes this thing unique for sure. All right, last one, man. Daryl from Fort Worth. I promise y'all for, for the few that are still here, I got you tomorrow, but I got I got to hit the airport here in a few. What's good, Daryl? How about them Cowboys? How about them, man? All right, all right. Look, I know we've been talking about our running game, uh, shoot, all year, which is a thing. And I wonder, and we'll get your take on it, um, and I love TP, and I thought he should have been starting, you know, two years ago, what have you. Sure. But anyway. So, but my thing is, I, like one, I don't think they necessarily run him like they were running him when Zeke was there. You know, we talk about them, they're just going to hit it up the middle and hit him up the middle. If you're going to do that, do some, send somebody else up there. Right. 
and I and I think that maybe they've been kind of coaching him to do certain things up the middle. This is what I believe, because you know to hit that, but they're not. You know, I think they in talking to him, somebody has coached him away from what he did best last year, because he's kind of missed. Um, you know, I, I think it was lost somebody kind of missed some of those around the edges that he, you know, last year he would have turned it into a touchdown or 50 yards or what have you. And he's not maybe quite seeing it or hitting it as fast as he uh, has in the past. I think I saw one around the corner to the left yesterday and I'm like, get on up there. Get, get. <laughs> and, um, and I just didn't think he saw it and hit it as fast as he got. I think he still got 10 or 12 yards. But I maybe before yeah. that might have been forty. Nah, I know what you're talking about. The one on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. gotta. But you gotta see. I think we. I mean, you'll see it on the film. You gotta set your blocks up. You can't just if you if he'd have just ran right outside. Uh, I think it was Chuma. Chuma's guy would have just tackled him. But he set the block up and he he cuts it in a little bit and he gets an extra like six yards just because he set it up. That's how you gotta do it. Get him out in space. Get the pin pull action going and let him navigate through his blockers on the outside. You know, running him up the middle, it just just to waste a down is just pointless with this dude. You know, I don't understand why you do that. If you're going to do that, do that with other guys, soften up the defense, and then let them attack the middle of the defense. But, you know, when you when they did run it, I think out of shotgun, they did like a quick – it wasn't even a draw, it was just like a quick handoff. It might have been out of shotgun. I can't remember. Oh, there that was, was pretty lane. good too. There was a nice little lane. Like, they, I think it was Terrence and, and Zach. They opened it up. Boom, he hits it, gets you nine yards. Yeah. If you block it yeah. – these guys are going to run well. I mean, it's just simple. But they're not blocking on a consistent basis, and they're not getting TP on the edges on a consistent basis. They'll do it like once a game, and then they just won't go back to it. And I just, for the love of me, I don't understand why. Yeah, we need to go. They need to go back and watch the Rams of old with Eric Dickerson. They didn't give a dang. Well, that's a whole different era of football. But <laughs> you know, it's like stop us if you can. I mean, you know, and like you said, we hit it. It does good, and then we, you know, kind of go away from it, don't go back. Um, I, one last thing I want to yeah. talk about. Huh? No, no, um, no, I'll mention it after after the call. Okay, so one last thing. Uh, it looks like we finally brought back uh, last year's offense to some degree where we going downfield. Um, and, you know, the quick pass, great. But if you don't couple that with the downfield or the threat of the downfield, then they just hang there, and that's not going to work. So I'm just glad to see that, and it really made a difference. So that's all I got. All right, Dale. Appreciate you, big dog. Okay. Appreciate you. Peace. Yeah, we uh, I, I, we kind of talked about this last week after we did Tape Tuesday. We kind of started seeing some of the concepts be more intermediate, and a handful were hitting deep uh, against the Chargers. And I'm like, okay, let's build on that. Because that looked night and day from the previous game. And that and they did that. I think you saw them do more. Again, this could be a home thing. I don't know. There was more bunch. There was a ton more pre-snap motion. I mean, I felt like every other play or every play, they were doing pre-snap motion. They were doing that pop motion. That stuff works. Um, so I would like to see them continue to do that. And the only way that you, you, know, you don't do that is if you have an, a really good plan post-snap. And that's something we'll get into a little bit later in the week. But, yeah, they, they definitely... And that, that's the offense that I was expecting to see because he said, oh, 70% we're keeping, 30% we're changing. So I'm like, okay, we're going to see more of that movement. He likes to do pre-snap motion. I've seen it in camp. We were running it every freaking practice. It was a whole lot of bunch formations, picks and, and meshes and pre-snaps and concepts downfield. I'm like, yeah, let's go. 
And then when the bullets start firing, it got a little tight. So it's nice to see him open up the last couple games. Let's continue to build on that. Um, as for the run game, we're probably going. It seems like we're having this conversation every week. I'm gonna just say this, and I'm gonna keep it at this. I think our heat and our energy is directed at the wrong place. I get it, broadcast the emotions, whatever. But I, I bet you, once we have film drops and we're watching these things, because it happened with the Chargers game, you probably should be more ticked off in, in how things are being blocked and how things are being called than anything. We have to be better, bro. We just have to be better blocking up front if we want to have any semblance of a consistent run game. It, it just has to happen. It just has to happen. So we'll get the film today. We'll take a look at it. Uh, and tomorrow we'll do Tape Tuesday. Now, Tape Tuesday, we don't really necessarily talk about all the bad stuff. We kind of look at the good things. And then Wednesday, we kind of look at the defensive side of things and, and look at some of the things that didn't happen, that didn't work out too well offensively and defensively. But I want to look at a drive of the game tomorrow. But I'm telling you, we don't get that situated. We're gonna need to. We're gonna need to have game plans that supplement that. Get the ball out quick to to a dump off, a screen game, uh, things like that. Because just flat out them beating guys off on the ball, it ain't happening consistently, bro. It's just not happening. Couple super chats came in. On the way out, time is all right, we gotta hurry up. On the way out, oh, let's see here. One, oh, a lot of them actually. I appreciate you. Super chat. Mike Lowry says, "Sky, you see how how Swift changed Philly's run? Can Henry can do that?" <laughs> hey, bro, time out. I'm not about to put Swift and Henry on the same same plane. They traded like a fifth round, sixth round pick for Swift before the season. And, and yeah, he's helped them 100%. But honestly, that goes more to show their run game plan and their offensive line and scheme more so than it is DeAndre Swift. And he's a good back. He ain't no damn Derrick Henry, but he's a good back. And that's what I said on Twitter where teams like Philly, Miami, San Fran, they, they can just throw in these backs with decent talent and they look really good because they have really good plans to run the rock and they, and they can supplement whoever's back there. DeAndre Swift ain't some all-pro running back. Henry's different. Like, look, we get Henry on this team. Again, who the hell was complaining about getting Derrick Henry? But you get Derrick Henry on this team, and you don't get the Eagles blocking. Hey, man, let's just hope Derrick can just be Superman every damn game. But DeAndre Swift ain't DeAndre Swift with the Cowboys offensive line. I bet you that much. With the Cowboys way, he's running the rock. I bet you that much. Go watch these offense. Go watch these lanes the Eagles were creating for him in these big, in these big situations, or in these big game situations. Oh, it's night and day. It's night and day. Grant Rainwater. Super chat. Uh, where was Rashawn? First game. Yeah, uh, he, he, he got credit for a tackle. I don't know how many snaps he played, but uh, are you are you saying this as like? Are you upset with Rashawn Evans or something? I'm not really sure what your your tone is about. But where was Rashawn Evans? I mean, he was caught up. Uh, he got a tackle. I don't know how many snaps he had. Again, we don't have the film yet. But 
we'll take a look at at how he played. You know, first game, seeing him getting getting mixed in with things. But end of the day, the defense came to play. You know, defense gave up what twenty points, and let's be honest, the game was over by the time they scored that three. So defense played well, and we knew it'd be a challenge with these wide receivers. Uh, the run game was kind of more of a complimentary situation with them, but from a, from a pass game standpoint, you know, Matt Stafford was getting rocked all game, and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup did nothing. Aside from really one or two catches from, from Nakua, the secondary locked those dudes up. So we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at, at the Rashawn Evans tape uh, later today. And then Coley dropped one. Super chat. And Coley said, what are your thoughts on bringing in Lyle Collins, at least for depth purposes? That's a name we ain't heard in weeks. I think Tyler needs to move the left tackle as well to help us ASAP. You know, I'm 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 actually not out. I'm not out. I'm I'm not out on bringing in O line depth. I'm not gonna sit here and, and I know Lyle Collins is a hot topic name, right? Like it's a polarizing name. I'm not out, especially if he if he's gonna be on the interior. We like what we've seen from from uh, TJ Bass. You know, Chuma. Chuma fight, Chuma fight, man. Chuma get banged up his elbow. Now he banged up his ankle. You know he's left tackle, left guard. He he, he fighting for his life out there. It felt like he might not make it through this damn season though. So if not Lyle, there's not a lot of good offensive linemen though that that you're gonna find. But I'm not out on 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 adding depth. I have no idea idea what Lyle looks like. You know, is is he healthy? Is he mentally healthy? Can he? I don't know. So maybe do the homework on them, but I'm not out on adding depth. No way at all. No way at all. Okay. I appreciate y'all for sticking with me on a short show. Usually Mondays are not short. I don't I don't like for them to be short because we like definitely on Victory Mondays. We like to celebrate the victory and talk about it. But but got some things to do. So on the way out, please do me a favor, hit that like button. I will be back later on in the volume. Vash Lombardi Live. We'll be breaking this down, having some fun on Victory Monday as well. Then our guy Mauricio Rodriguez will be back on A to Z Sports Primetime later tonight on the channel. So make sure I hit that bell if you haven't. If you're new here, usually on Victory Mondays, we get a lot of new fans that come through because uh, algorithm or, or maybe you guys are sharing and you enjoy what you see. Please hit the sub button, hit that bell so you know when we're going live and when we're dropping videos and uh, keep tuning in. We, we we do this thing, I think, at a high level, consistently, week in, week out. Uh, it's I, I think we I, I really pride ourselves on doing that. So make sure y'all come on back through. And and yes, hit the like button. Says Blackula. Please, please, please do that. Uh, that is our virtual currency. With that said, Cowboys Nation, I will be picking up this conversation uh, later with Vox for sure. I didn't even get a chance to tap into everything. But we'll be on about 316-ish. Went from 306 to 316. 316-ish. And we'll be talking about this and having a good time doing it. All right? Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. I got you. I got you. Relax. Sure. Yeah, everything we want's in front of us. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I didn't see my guy Ty here. Anybody see Ty? Come on, Ty. You can't be a Cowboy fan and not enjoy a game like this. Especially when we were supposed to lose every single game after week four. Come on, Ty. We love you, peace.
Bomb Squad!